We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. 97.1 FM Talk on demand audio. You know, I remember last Monday as the week was getting started, I was um, I was driving around. I, I monitor Fox even when I take my daughter to school in the morning. Sure. Unless there's something about murders, which is maybe why I might have turned this one off. But we were talking, they were talking on Fox quite a bit last Monday about those terrible murders at the University of Virginia, you know, with the football team and the football player. And then I remember them covering the situation with Idaho where there was another you know, basically a mass murder where three students died. And then you would hear bits and pieces of that last week. But it's a mystery. And the mystery, I think, deepens right now because we don't know a lot about what happened out there. And I think the details that have emerged makes it even more creepy and confusing. Paul Morrow's back with us, retired NYPD inspector, the founder of the OpsDesk.org, Fox News contributor. Paul, how are you this afternoon? This is a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Um, you know, these are the kind of things that I think a lot of us are conditioned to thinking, uh, you know, will get rolled up very quickly. And obviously that hasn't been the case. What do we know about what did happen? OK, so I have an, uh, a timeline, a pretty detailed timeline up on, as you just mentioned, OpsDesk.org. And if anybody's really that interested in, in, in following it, because the story really is, um, you know, very, very mysterious. Um, and the timeline actually does reveal you know, maybe some of the investigatory gaps. So what seems to have occurred is that there are all these folks living in the house together. There's five women. Two of them go out for the night. Um, The other two go to a different location for the night. And the fifth girl goes out with her boyfriend. They're all in separate locations. They return home at various points in the night. And this matters. Uh, The two girls who uh, went out earliest go to their respective rooms and go to bed. Um, the other four, that is the couple, the one girl and her boyfriend, and the other two girls are home as of about 1.45. Uh, that is Saturday into Sunday morning. So all 1.45 hours on Sunday morning. Sub- at some point subsequent to that, those four go to bed and are murdered in their beds uh, with a very large military-type t- uh, um, hunting knife, and they're killed in, in what apparently is their sleep. With oh, the other huh. two in the house asleep, in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Now, the, the police have been very, very coy um, for a number of reasons, and I respect that, but um, they have been very coy about who was found where, etc. But this much has been confirmed in the coroner interview and in some of the press releases. Two were found in on the second floor, and two were found on the third floor. So that would be two bedrooms, uh, each on a separate floor. So I assume that that means that the two girls who did not wake up and who uh, survived 
uh, were likely on the first floor and were, for whatever reason, thank God, bypassed. So what, what do you make of the, the, the this is some reporting from the New York Times, so I think this is out there, but there were seven unanswered phone calls made from the phone of one of the victims, um, Ms. Gonclavez, to her former longtime boyfriend in the early morning hours on Sunday, according to her sister, based on the phone logs that she's able to download. So, uh, and apparently one of the other victims also made calls to the same number. The first call was made to um, Jack DeCour is the guy at 2.26 a.m., six more over the next 26 minutes, the final one at 2.52 a.m. I guess he was sleeping. They were trying to get a hold of that guy. They don't really think he's involved, or do they? They don't, they don't seem to. The police have publicly said that they've washed him out. His uh, alibi probably checks out, and significantly, he was the uh, longtime boyfriend with Kaylee, and she has uh, her family is, is standing by him as a non-suspect. So as of now, he, he appears to be washed out. Um, apparently, it is not uncommon or was not uncommon, rest in peace, for Kaylee to stay, uh, you know, that she wants to call somebody and keep calling until she gets them to pick up. Apparently, that was in character. So I think that at this point, the police don't appear to be putting too, too much stock in that. What did come out that's unique, and that just broke last night, and I think, you know, if you were really paying attention, you could kind of intuit it, they have revealed that um, they were being very, very um, sort of uh, defensive about who made the 911 call. The 911 call comes in about 11. Uh, there's been a couple of different reports, 11:35, 11:58, someplace in the latter part of the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday morning. So, who made that call is not entirely clear. What the police will say is that it was using the phone of one of the surviving housemates, one of the two girls who lived. But they are actually saying that it. They, they they're not confirming that it was one of the actual housemates who made the call. And they are actually saying that numerous people spoke on that 911 call to the 911 operator. Mm. And what seems to have broken last night um, and then into this morning is that there were two, at least two other people who showed up Sunday morning when the girls were not uh, able to get into the rooms where the, uh, you know, the deceased were, were in bed. Paul, from your experience, I mean, I think this is a pretty obvious answer, but or question, but I'll have to ask it here. This this doesn't seem like a random attack, right? I mean, I think even the police characterized it at one point as saying it was a crime of passion. It doesn't seem like it was just some random person that happened to show up at this home. Yeah, you know, I tell you, it's a tough thing to say. I, it, the as I said, you know, they probably felt like this was the kind of thing they were going to be able to get to pretty quickly. They're going to find out if it's, if it's an ex. He's been stalking her. Everybody says, "Oh, we know who did this," and I think that's one of the reasons why they came out up front and said, "Okay, folks, there's no reason to panic. This was a targeted uh, attack, and um, there is no general cause for alarm." Um, they also probably uh, could see, obviously, they could see that the bodies had been there for at least seven, eight hours. And so they didn't want to cause a panic on campus that, some, that something was imminent, that somebody was running around free. When it didn't yield to them right away, um, they had to walk that back, and rightly so. And, and to their credit, they did. And I'm sure they knew that they were going to get some grief for that. So what do you have? You have one of two things. We even have what you're talking about was a crime of passion, right? Something that's really targeted with a capital T. Somebody who's obsessed with one of the girls um, and just, you know, couldn't manage to live without this person. And then maybe does the other three to keep them quiet because they were aware of the fact that he had been in the house. And I'm saying he cognizantly because it's likely a male. But the other 
possibility, and that's the one that's really discomforting, is that this is not so targeted, that this is completely random, that there's no real direct connection that the police are going to be able to make to the victims. This is very rare. I don't think this is the case. But that's where you get into serial killer territory. Somebody who kills because they enjoy it. There's no uh, signs of sexual abuse. There's no sexual motive here, which is usually what you get with a serial killer type. But it's not unheard of for them not to. So if you have the latter, it's very, very tough to uh, solve because those people don't have a connection to the victims. It was a crime of opportunity. And now you're into a very sort of needle in a haystack uh, scenario. But Paul, it's Sue. My question is, if he passed two of them by and went for these people specifically, wouldn't that indicate that he was shooting for, you know, or going for these specific people? Yeah, maybe, maybe, I guess one of the questions is, did Easily, he even know the other two kids were, the other yeah. two students were in the apartment? Maybe he didn't right, know. Right, Well, that's where I was going. And, and there is, you know, like every, um, every theory of the case has a sort of uh, counterbalancing, yeah, but in, in, in this case. Right. Because... For instance, to go to the idea that, well, he passed them to the two other two by. First of all, apparently the other two, uh, along, according to some reporting, were not only in their rooms earlier, but had the doors locked. Ah. Secondly, one of the, the, the front door has a keypad. Now, the keypad, apparently the family is saying the girls kept it locked. A lot of other people are saying everybody knew the code. It was out in the general, in the air. It was kind of a party house, people going mm-hmm. in and out. But one of the second floor bedrooms has a sliding door off of a balcony. And that is reachable because the house is at a dead end and it's built against a mountain. So if you're coming down from the mountainside, you actually apparently can access that second floor. And that would gain entry into one of the bedrooms that I assume uh, is where, you know, the two, two of the victims were. So that would explain why maybe... Nobody on the first floor was bothered. The killer could have exited through the same second floor wow. doorway. Jeez. Yeah, it's a, this is a so crazy one. I mean, I, I hope we get some answers. I do, too. Now, and you know, having given all these outlying, uh, you know, very outlier scenarios and stuff, I will tell you that I have confidence they will uh, solve it. I think it's going to be done through forensics. Actually, it's going to be done through digital forensics, if I had a guess. I think that what they're going to do is they're, I'm sure, scraping the phones, the social media text messages they're seeing who hit the wi-fi in the house during the period involved they're pulling the cell tower information they're doing all kinds of comparison those things take time but they are ultimately going i think be fruitful and then what you'll have is a scenario where okay they have a possible or a couple of possibles that they're honing in on and now the dna is going to matter dna is not like fingerprints the database is not that populated nationally so getting dna it's not you can just feed it into the computer but what it is very, very good for is confirmatory. So if you have somebody that you think is your guy, and then you get his DNA out of the um, out of the scene, and then you compare, it's a very good chance that, that that's you know going to give it uh, you know what you need. The other thing I should just mention is that it's very difficult to do what this person did, and not cut yourself. Mm-hmm. You get this big knife. He's stabbing. There are defense wounds. Apparently, some of the girls fought. So he's going to likely have cuts. Um, if I'm running this investigation, I. Sort of, I make an A-list of my top 30, 40 possibles that lived in the area that I contact with these folks, and I put eyes on them. And the problem is that so many of them Oof. have gone home for Thanksgiving. Well, right. But, you know, you got to get the FBI help you who are helping. You get local police in the various areas. And I say, you know, can you go out, knock on the door, eyeball this kid. Are his hands cut up? Does he answer the door wearing gloves inside the house? Is he hiding his hands while he's talking to you? You get something like that, and uh, now you got to start concentrating. With with defense wounds and with 
you know, some indication that people were fighting the attacker off. We're just assuming the two that survived were intoxicated asleep, just so, you know, hard asleep they didn't hear anything? Yeah, that's a good question. That is the, that is the theory, yeah. They were all out, and they were all out in different locations. Um, and the theory seems to be that um, they were, you know, likely, you know, heavy, sleeping heavy, maybe because they were in tox. But also, you know, he killed the, all four of them, according to the coroner, in their sleep. So while there is signs of struggle, apparently, and some defensive wounds and some fingernail scrapings were taken to put a DNA, um, it does seem like all four were killed while in a yeah. dead sleep, yeah. which would mean that, that you know, there's fighting and then there's fighting. It might not have been much. It might have just been a sort of reflexive response. Right, right. Mm. Well, you can you can understand the person probably had something over their mouth so they couldn't scream. I mean, mm. the whole thing is horrifying. It really is. And I hope oh, they oh, find oh, out oh. who did it. Paul, thank you so much. Again, it's theopsdesk.org. Great coverage there. You can subscribe to the Substack newsletter. Um, thank you, Paul Mora. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take care. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.